Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're having a great day. It has been a struggle to get podcast episodes out in 2020. Um, I just recently had a newborn baby son, which has shaken up life in the best possible way. Um, we've also been onboarding, um, I think, five new employees, uh, maybe it's six now, at Good Monster. Um, so that's been exciting. We've also onboarded a new large client, couple of smaller clients, and my event, No Bowl 2020, uh, which will be keynoted by Gary Vaynerchuk, his brother AJ Vaynerchuk, and we have a speaker list that is one for the books uh, here in Syracuse, New York. So all of that has been happening, and it's been tough to get a few minutes to record an episode. But here I am, and today's topic is a super interesting one to me, and I hope a really insightful one to you, which is utilizing the modern sort of technology landscape, internet workforce capabilities to grow your team. And I'm going to use my agency as an example, because I, I believe I'm building a marketing agency that is is the one of the future and one that is sort of going against traditional agency structure and mentality. So I'll give you some background. Traditional agency structures are, they reward uh, employee count. So in a lot of industries, they'll say, oh, how much revenue do you you make? You know, how much money does your company make? What are profit margins? Things like that. In the agency world, it's usually billings and staff. So billings stands for how much are you billing your client? And you'll hear these big agencies are you know three hundred million dollars in billings, but the billings also include media spend. So even though a three hundred million dollar agency um, on paper looks big, they might be getting twenty percent or fifteen percent or ten percent or whatever it is of that as an agency fee. And then there's some other project-based work like filming, production, website development, things that obviously are making them money. But that's, that's sort of how the traditional way to measure an agency uh, is. And then <clears throat> the other thing is they'll measure based on employee size. So when we get a new client, it doesn't happen as much anymore. But when we were starting, Good Monster would be asked, oh, how many employees do you have? That was the first question. It wasn't like, you know how you know what size is your agency or or you know how much revenue do you guys make or you know how much money are you making your clients that one's crazy to me that that's not the first question a client or a prospect would ask us is how much revenue have you driven for your clients that question hardly ever comes up it's usually how big is your agency how many employees do you have and that's the sort of traditional way to measure well that's how Good Monster started. We started as a traditional model. Um, we grew to about 12 employees. And, uh, you know, we had an office, downtown Syracuse, and life was good. Um, but a few things happened. Number one, as a business owner, it was hard to manage payroll against fluctuating client work. So some of our clients were project-based. They, they'd come to us every couple months with a project. Some of them were retainer-based but we had, uh, you know, we, we would lose a client and then we'd be stressed out for payroll. 
And it was just a model that I know every single agency deals with. And they keep it quiet, which is why you don't hear too much about layoffs. So you hear of a big ad agency and how successful they are and great at their work, but then they lose a client and then they quietly lay off 30 people or they quietly lay off 40 people or five people or whatever it is that was working on that account. So I saw this and I didn't like it. I didn't like it from a business standpoint as a business owner. I didn't like it from employee development, culture development standpoint. So this was one thing that led me to changing the structure of Good Monster. I wanted to have a core group of really great, talented employees. I wanted a core senior team that were rock stars at what they do. And they were passionate and motivated. Um, You know, maybe they're chasing a paycheck. Maybe they're chasing progress. Whatever they're chasing, they're dedicated to doing great work. So I wanted this core team. And then I wanted sort of a junior team that could come in after they've proven themselves. And they can prove themselves by being a contractor or a freelancer with us. So I created this structure that would allow us to find the best freelancers in the world uh, and start working with them on a short-term basis. And if they're great and they want to join a team and become full-time, then they come in as a junior role. And the junior role works on longer-term accounts and clients. Uh, they've already proven themselves and they begin to fo- get into the fold of our workforce. And then those junior employees, once they really prove themselves as a valued member of our team, they work well together, they're motivated, then they earn a spot in the senior team in a, in a more leadership role. So that's one major change that I made. The second change is that our entire workforce is completely remote. We work from all over the world. Now we do have pockets where we try to hire people in certain cities and locations. And this has to do with employee development, culture and workforce development. Even though we're completely distributed, I still want people to be able to go out to dinner together, do a meetup, meet up at a co-working space, collaborate. And having people in the same city makes that easier because maybe three or four people can meet up And then do a video chat with like one or two other people who aren't in that particular city. Technology today allows us this amazing opportunity to literally work right next to somebody virtually. So we have all of these software platforms which allow us to communicate in real time, video chat, text chat, voice chat, and It's just like we're sitting next to the person who is literally across the world on the other side of the globe. It's amazing. The one thing, the one tip that I can give businesses that are looking to create this style, uh, this, this business structure, is that you cannot survive or thrive with this structure without concrete systems and protocols set into place being used by very trustworthy, dedicated individuals. It will not work. So if your business is predicated on looking over people's shoulders, micromanaging, um, and having core groups or teams of people all in the same exact room physically working on things, it's going to be a lot harder to build this structure. But for us, we're finally there. 
it's taken us about two years to get there. Um, we've had our ups, we've had our downs, we've had things slip through the cracks because systems weren't set in place, but I can proudly say that we are finally there. And here is the biggest benefit. The biggest benefit, there is some cost savings that goes through to the clients because there are certain places in the, in the world that have a lower cost of living than let's say New York city, which is pretty much every place in the world. But, um, the lower cost of living allows us to attract talent at a lower overall cost to our clients, let's say in Chicago or LA or New York. And it allows us to pay our freelancers, our junior team members, our senior team members, a very nice wage uh, in their particular area. Uh, So it's a win-win-win. It's a win for the client because they get a more efficient cost. Uh, and they get equivalent, um, if not better talent. It's a win for the contractor or the team member because they get the flexibility of working from home or a co-working space. You know, we all have virtual hours, which our office hours are just like physical office hours, but we're all kind of in front of a computer or our phones, but they get the flexibility. If they have to take their kids to school, if they have to go to a doctor's appointment, if they want to take the day off and make up that work on the weekend day, like they have the flexibility to do that. So it's a win for the contractor and it's a win for our agency because we don't have to worry about if a client loses their funding and has to drop us. Well, we just go to those freelancers that are working on a lot of the day-to-day stuff and we say, hey, we lost this client. Um, you know, work's going to be a little slow until we find you another place. And our senior and our junior team members never, or rarely, I should say, have to worry about losing their job because they're at the core. They're working on long-term, well-established relationships or some of our internal projects, which are driving revenue, you know, which are very low. There's a very low likelihood that we're going to lose any of that. So it's really a three-way win. So for businesses out there that are, looking into this new way to do work, I highly suggest you look at a few things. Number one, can you systematize and create protocols around pretty much everything your business does? That's number one. Number two, do you have any physical products, physical needs that could uh, cause an issue with having a, a remote distributed workforce? Because if you do, for instance, products, if you need to physically mail out products, you're going to have to set up warehouses and drop shipping and things like that. Totally possible, but you just need to account for that. Um, And I guess the third most important thing is that you need to really focus on hiring and developing your culture because it's not something that's going to be apparent. It's not something that's just going to happen when you get 100 people into an office. A, car, a culture will develop, whether good or bad, if there's 100 people in the same room in the same office. Now, a great leader will help to develop that culture in a positive way, but when your 100 people are distributed into a virtual office across the world, you're going to have to put in extra effort to send out things like daily videos, reinforcing your culture and your team. Um, you're going to have to make sure discipline is done very carefully because it's virtual we all know how much can get lost in a text message. 
you know, being sarcastic in a text message might not come through as funny. It might come through as mean. So you just have to be very careful when you're disciplining people that you do it in a constructive way so that they don't, they don't end up being disgruntled or feeling like you didn't value their worth. Or if they did really do something very bad, that your discipline is done in a way where they can't come back and hurt your company, right? So you never know with a distributed workforce what's going to happen. So you have to have these protocols and systems set up to build an amazing culture virtually, make it feel like people who are working across the world are still working next to one another, and that they're progressing, that they're adding value to the team. When it comes down to it, that's the most important thing to developing not only a physical work culture, but a distributed one, is that you want to make sure each person on your team feels good about the work that they're doing. They're inherently going to feel good if they have a flexible work schedule, if they don't feel like they're being micromanaged and they're able to create their own work destiny. Um, But it's going to take a lot of effort to really develop that. And it's your job as a leader to make sure that they feel like they're progressing that they're adding value, that they are doing good things for the company that they work for. So I hope this little conversation helps some of you out there. Um, It's a really unique perspective, but in talking with businesses and brands um, in the tech space, as well as clients of ours, this is the direction the world is going. Tech companies are building the workplace of the future. You'll see this if you engage with Microsoft or Amazon Web Services. These companies are building the foundation to create a really new, exciting workforce and workplace. And I feel like we're at the forefront of that, even though we're a small agency. I'm super proud uh, of our team, and I'm super happy that we finally have gotten to a place where we can serve our clients in an incredible way. We can make them a lot of money and a lot of revenue by delivering great sales and marketing Uh, strategies and work and that our workforce is happy no matter where they are we found a great way to find amazing talent and we've built an efficient business model that allows good monster to grow and thrive very efficiently and i hope you can find the same thanks everyone we'll see you next time